0: How's it? And welcome to Two Guys in SharePoint. Where everything
1: matters and there are no points. How's it going, Al? All right, and you, my friend. I haven't seen you since Saturday. Yes, it's been a busy week after
0: a busy Saturday. How was your Saturday? It was awesome, dude. Um, I had a great time at SharePoint Saturday. I think all the speakers did. There were awesome sessions. I think our interviews went very well. Everybody was excited. And yeah. I think our listeners enjoyed it too. Have you seen the hits, man? It's the highest out
1: of all of the podcasts. So thank you everybody for listening. It was fantastic. Yeah, Facebook is getting, we almost had 100 likes on Facebook. That's awesome. And I'm still waiting for iTunes to approve the podcast stream. I haven't received any mails, I'll check again.
0: That is a thing for all our listeners. We will be up on the iTunes store, so you'll be able to pick us up in pretty much any podcasting app. Um, we're just waiting for Apple to approve
1: us. Yeah, and we should have the approvals from SoundCloud as well. Unlimited downloads, unlimited playback. Probably the middle of next week. That'll be sweet. Great stuff.
0: So f- we've got a guest this week as
1: well, Yes, we do. What we've done this over the last, well, over the next two weeks, we'll be grabbing some international speakers that have come out for SharePoint Saturday. Uh, we're very excited to have them in the country. I think there's about six of them. Yes, there's six traveling with us up the coast. And I think Cape Town has another four international speakers coming out, so we're definitely grabbing them. This week, we had a chat to Sandy Ucia. Uh She's actually from a company called Lightning Tools, and she's the SharePoint Nomad. So it's, it's great to be chatting to her. We're very excited to have her in the studio, and uh, we'll cross to her in a bit.
0: I will cross to her right now.
1: So our featured guest this week is one of the SharePoint Saturday speakers that we had uh, at SharePoint Saturday, Joburg last weekend, and the SharePoint Nomad. Sandy, <laughs> welcome to two guys in SharePoint. How do I pronounce your surname? Yusia. You Where Where's that from, though, Christine? Italy. Italy, so you see her? Is, is, is that how we go about <laughs> it's, saying it? It's
2: been done, yes. Has it been done?
1: Okay, you see her. I end up saying it, Sandy Asha. Well, uh,
2: Brett tells me I pronounce it wrong.
1: All right. So thanks a lot for taking some time out to have a chat with us today. Um, Rod will ping in a bit later. I'll give him some grief about it. Um, welcome to South Africa. So, uh, Thank you. How's uh, your experience been in the country?
2: I've loved it so far, yeah. I've All been right. here in nearly two weeks.
1: Okay. Is it, has it been that long?
2: E... Yes, I think. Yeah, you got here <laughs> on the 4th or something. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: Right, just give us a little bit of background about the world of UCIA, uh, <laughs> and where do you come from, how did you get into the space, um, what your experience is and, and just a little bit about you.
2: Okay. Uh, well, I am from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania in the U.S., and I first started working with SharePoint in 2007 when my sister and I owned a manufacturing business, Manufacturing Precast Concrete Stairs. Okay. And, <laughs> um, pretty big plant. I, I, we supplied to the whole East Coast of the U.S. Um, and I went to a meeting one time and saw SharePoint in action. Somebody was demonstrating workflows, and I thought, I need that. So with, without realizing what a huge undertaking that would be I single-handedly implemented it in my business and uh didn't know anything about it at all but learned everything I could on Twitter started following people and then got to know people in the community started going to SharePoint events because SharePoint Saturdays were just beginning at that point
1: this is like 2008-2007-2008 yeah oh wow
2: and uh uh Just learned everything from the community. So that's a huge part of my life is the SharePoint community.
1: So your background is not IT?
2: Uh, Yes, actually. My master's is in IT. And then you
1: built cement or something?
2: (laughs) Well, our our dad and our grandfather started the business in the 50s. All right. And uh, when I had finished my degree and I did a couple other things, I taught some IT classes at college level and then uh, just decided to join the family business. And so I did the IT for the business as well as finance and hr
1: okay all right so you didn't actually go into the manufacturing plant and stare at the way these things are
2: not working. me personally No, my sister was mostly doing that all right
1: and your role currently uh, my understanding is that you've sold everything and that your husband and uh, you travel that's is that and the kids how did the kids take to are we selling the house and we're moving <laughs>
2: uh that's true that that is a true statement uh, just about a year ago, exactly, we um, put our house on the market and gave away pretty much everything we own, except for just a small storage unit and two suitcases. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, partly just because I was tired of stuff. Yeah, I felt you know I just wanted to travel, and we were in a good place in our lives. And our kids are very behind it. Um, they're grown adults, and they also like to travel, and are. They, I think, like the fact that we feel independent and that we can do that. They're on opposite sides of the U.S. anyway, so okay. they weren't at home.
1: <laughs> so your role currently, uh, you work for a, a vendor, a product company.
2: Right. I do. I'm the head technical support for Lightning Tools, based in the U.K. All
1: right. And time zones. I mean. <laughs> You're stuck in smack bang in the middle of everything now, so it's easy to operate from here west or east of, of the Greenwich Meridian <laughs> line. And you spent some time in the UK as well.
2: Yes, yeah. Uh, we kind of started out there on our nomadic voyage. I mean, I had been there a few times just for meetings and a few weeks here and there, but uh, we spent four months there over the winter, and I got to go into the office every day, which was very nice.
1: Okay. So technically, what, what is it that you focus on? Where is your strengths there? What is your role?
2: Uh, well, so I had tech support, so I am supporting all of our customers around the world uh, with all of our products. And uh, one of the things I like most about my job and about working with Lightning Tools is that we have products that touch all, kind, all the parts of SharePoint. So uh, everything from permissions to content roll-up to business connectivity services to uh, social and so i get to interact with our customers about all of those different parts of sharepoint so i don't know that i have a focus really because it's all of that
1: so it's not only specific to the product set that Mm. uh, lighting to solves it's also just the generic sort of SharePoint itself.
2: Uh No, it is specific to our products, but a lot of times I do end up helping people with things having to do with just SharePoint. And I feel that that's something that I really bring to my role that um, maybe some others can't in that I have owned a business and I understand how you use SharePoint in a business. And so a lot of times I've helped our customers see, well... Give them suggestions on here's some things, some ways that you could structure that in SharePoint, not, not necessarily to do with our tools, but um, so a little bit of sort of consulting, but <laughs> it goes with our tech support. That's, that's why we get such high ratings on our support.
1: So you typically don't just uh, read from a manual and ask Never. 47 questions no. in the specific <laughs> order and then you get knocked. Back when people ask questions out of order? Nope, never. All right, so, so no one's phoning you up and going, and you you going, well, this is tech support, how may I direct your call?
2: <laughs> no, no, uh, the, I'm first and last line mostly. I, uh, we have other, some other people on my team, but um, I, I really enjoy solving people's problems and getting to the, the root of what's, what's going on for them.
1: So, your sessions at SharePoint Saturday? Uh, it's what's it, uh, Flow and Power right, Apps.
2: Right, has nothing to do with what I'm doing at Lightning Tools.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was interesting to note that uh, you said, okay, can I do this? And we didn't have a, a Power Apps and a Flow session submitted. And went, okay, that's fine. And I actually sat in one of your sessions. It's mm-hmm. fairly technical. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know that much about, I mean, I've dabbled, but the stuff that I saw you do at SharePoint Saturday at Joburg in the two minutes that I stood <laughs> at the back um, it was pretty impressive. Good. What does it cover? I know that you have an example, a scenario that you take people through. Mm. Um, we didn't interview at SharePoint Saturday, Jobu, but I think now the interview is happening and you have your own <laughs> section on two guys in SharePoint <laughs> and it's not just a combined eight speaker session. So, yeah, we, we 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 tend to ab- want to abuse all the international speakers <laughs> while they are. At. So talk us through some of the stuff that you'll be showing at SharePoint Saturday and then I'd like to go back to... The technical support stuff and how okay. people could actually work themselves into that role.
2: Okay. Uh, well, so the reason that I chose to do Power Apps and Flow was uh, just that I thought it sounded fascinating when I first heard about it last winter, I think. And I started looking into the, into both of those. Partly. because Sorry,
1: your yeah. winter is yeah, when?
2: Uh, January, February. Okay.
1: Because we look at <laughs> right, last sorry. winter, it would be like... Okay, well, we we kind of moved two months ago, or was it last year, um, June?
2: (laughs) No, it was, um, yeah. Uh, So January, February, whenever it was that I first heard about it, Um, because when I had used SharePoint in my business, one of the things I liked best was creating workflows in SharePoint Designer. And so when I first heard about the new Flow and the Power Apps, (laughs) I was really intrigued, and I thought, uh, you know, I really loved, have stuff having to do with the power user so at other SharePoint Saturday events what I've talked about is things like custom lists and different other power usery kinds of things and so I just thought that these sounded like good topics and I, and I like getting technical and showing demos of things, not just talking about things and having PowerPoint slides. So chickens
1: don't like you because you're no. sacrificing quite a few uh, of yeah, them.
2: Yeah, I, I am afraid I take probably more risks than is necessary on my <laughs> sessions.
1: So you don't only sacrifice one chicken, you impale the other one <laughs> and let it run around incoherently for until it eventually bleeds out. Something okay. like that. Noted. <laughs> It's a quick question around flow, seeing as you, you like flow. So I'm not
2: going to call myself an expert yet. because no. it's,
1: okay. <laughs> oh, well, it's going to be difficult going forward with the amount of feature updates that right. Microsoft released. Interestingly enough, that's a if, challenge. You, if you go to PyApps and Flow, the, all the preview stuff, it's still in beta. So they mm. haven't actually released a version Correct. because it all go beta.pyapps still, still and preview. beta.flow. Yep,
2: still preview.
1: Um, any ideas when Microsoft's going to go, okay, that's it. We are releasing it to as a uh, general availability.
2: Well, they said at Ignite that general availability of Power Apps and Flow will be December-ish.
1: Okay, all right.
2: So that's their timeline. I They're not ready for prime time yet as far as I can see, but they are still adding new features. I I did this topic for SharePoint Saturday Pittsburgh, which is my SharePoint Saturday, <laughs> in August, and um, things were a lot different between then and when I... Started really getting down to the nitty-gritty of getting ready for these SharePoint Saturdays.
1: People have been comparing comparing Flow to iFTTT. Mm-hmm. I don't think any company would implement iFTTT as a enterprise workflow or process management suite. Have you worked with iFTTT?
2: I haven't. I mean, I I know generally what it is, okay. but no, I haven't. Okay. And I would say that so far, the things I've seen with Flow are more basic than what you can do with SharePoint designer workflow, for, or what I have done in the past with SharePoint designer workflow. But I think one of the big draws to it, and I I understand that Microsoft is adding more and more functionality so that it will, uh, my understanding is that that is their intent to replace SharePoint designer workflow. That's what I was hearing at the Ignite talks that I listened to. Um, the But the main draw is that you can connect so many other things besides SharePoint that there are connectors to you know SurveyMonkey and Salesforce and Dynamics and 48 I think things the last I looked so uh, that does give you quite a lot of power and and the way that they um, one of the other things I was looking at from one of the Ignite talks was how they're planning to package it, and so they do have different levels for different levels of enterprise and so on. So that is, does seem to be their intent.
1: Yes and no. I, I look at Flow and apps like IFTTT along the same line as Slack and Trello and Wonderlist mm-hmm. and all of those things. So the first problem I've had with something like uh, Slack is you go and you download Slack, great. Mm-hmm. A lot of IRC commands, which I love, old school. But then there's a plethora of other apps that you can literally download and connect to it. Like you're saying, with Flow, there's for now quite a well, you can go and pull stuff out of Twitter and all of those things. Companies like K2, Nintex, the heavyweights in the workflow space, do you think that they should be worried about where Mm. Microsoft's going with this? Because we got told at the Office 365 user group launch on Tuesday at Microsoft in in Johannesburg that Microsoft has partnered with three migration companies, and they wouldn't mention who. And as of November, I think next month, they'll be offering these prepackaged things with the fast tracks that you usually go to when you try to migrate to Office 365. Uh. It's it's difficult. Do you think that Microsoft might be saying, well, all right, we've tried this flow thing, maybe buy an Intex or partner with an Intex or a K2 and say, Mm. How are we going to affect this ecosystem effectively because of mm. the product that we're actually pushing
2: I wouldn't want to speculate right. <laughs> on that. But I guess I would say just from what I, I haven't worked with Nintex or K2, but I've seen demos and things. I mean, they're such a mature, full-featured products. Yes. And so in that respect, yeah, I would say Flow seems to be far more basic. So maybe just so more of a user-based type right. thing.
1: And Power Apps, how are you finding that from the designer perspective? Because it's got this huge studio that you can download. Right, but
2: it's a pretty easy-to-use uh, studio, I would say. I kind of likened it in my session to uh, the level of knowledge you would want to have to be able to write macros in Excel is about kind of where you need to be to be able to to design something in Power Apps, it seems to me.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting because excel can be fairly complex
2: yes it can and and so to the in that regard yeah i don't mean that like somebody who just knows how to add numbers in excel okay. but somebody who somebody can, like me right
1: <laughs> so coming back to your your current function as a what was that again A technical something something
2: uh tech support lead i guess
1: all right so you're working with a you're working for a, a product vendor right. and you're doing support around their product right for the budding people that want to get into that sort of role, though, mm. where would you? what sort of advice could you give them to not only travel the world because that's literally, literally what you're doing, but being able to get into that role, though, where do they need to look at? We've got a lot of millennials coming through mm-hmm. at the four which we've seen quite successfully at with Saturday Job this year. And you had a full room, eh?
2: Yeah, pretty full, yeah.
1: So probably half of that room would be millennials new to SharePoint or have been exposed to it. What advice Mm -hmm. could you give them to look at being able to get into? Mm, Wow. uh, Uh,
2: I guess I would say the main skill that I would look for if I were, say, trying to hire somebody would be just problem solving ability so not necessarily a huge skill set in SharePoint that can be trained i mean you'd want to you know learn all the things you can about how SharePoint works the company itself would be able to train you on whatever its products are but the key would be to know how that how those integrate with SharePoint and um so that you don't have, so that you don't have to just read off of a piece of paper when people are asking you questions, and you understand enough to kind of ask more probing questions and get to the heart of whatever the issue is. And it is something that's maybe lacking sometimes in the, at least in the U.S. and people's training in general, is uh, the ability to solve problems independently. Uh, so. I'm not exactly sure how you train that other than just doing all the technical things you can and... and not being afraid of anything that involves solving difficult problems so a lot of
1: logical <laughs> thinking yeah yeah so the the product set from lightning tools i mean there's bcd metaman bcs metaman, BCS yes. metaman no?
2: yes which has been a, that that was our earliest product yes. tool and it was bdc metaman at the time that's yeah, correct yeah, yeah, yeah. Our BDC, BCS <laughs> yeah so we've had confusing. several iterations of that so now uh it's a standalone tool that will work with all uh, with sharepoint 2010 2013 2016 and online. Um and the other stuff? Uh yeah, we have permissions management for okay. all flavors of SharePoint and uh, content roll up also. Yes, I remember yeah, that. Yeah, that's our biggest uh, seller right now. It's that's my personal favorite of our okay. products, the lightning conductor.
1: How does that compare to what you can do with search now in SharePoint 2013? So you could do a query mm-hmm. uh, also these components to the term store mm-hmm. where you've got similar groupings that the roll-up tool used to do in right. 2010 that was never possible right, right. in 2013 there were some features that were similar mm-hmm. uh, 2016 is much of a much it's all very similar to 2013 right, right, right. have you had any customers saying well okay we want this but we can also cascade lookups mm-hmm. now out of the box with SharePoint 2013
2: Right. Well, I guess I would say the main thing that we do differently from, say, the content by search web part, for example, is that our UI is much easier to configure. So, again, we're we're headed... We're focusing toward the power users. Um, basically, you choose your scope, which on, in the on-prem can be your whole farm uh, up to that level and without using search. And you don't have to understand about managed properties and okay. all that stuff. Um, and you just kind of tick off checkboxes on what you want to display, rearrange the columns. Uh, we have conditional formatting. You can create your own calculated columns using HTML and whatnot and, or XSL if you really feel like it and and things like that so it's uh, much more flexible and easy to use for your average person
1: being in the app space we don't know in south africa what the rest of the world is like mm-hmm. when it comes to and considering that you are the sharepoint nomad <laughs> you've been to different countries the real question here is how are you finding the app space and considering that you're doing support for specific mm-hmm. apps mm-hmm. Are you finding that U.S. citizens are using it more than Europeans compared to South Africa from a maturity perspective?
2: Uh, well, actually, we don't do too much with the app space in on-prem SharePoint. Okay. Uh, we do have add-ins. Uh, I suppose apps—the wrong word because okay. you get a
1: SharePoint app. So, right. going out and buying the oh, I see what you're connector, mm. lightning thing, whatever it's conductor. called, the conductor yes. connector. <laughs> going out and, and, and purchasing that. Mm. Uh, are you seeing uptake in South Africa from a usability perspective? Or do you see it easier for people or companies in Europe versus the US mm. when, because you're dealing with different. Versus
2: creating their own.
1: Well, that and also the usage of the tool. Oh. So from a maturity perspective, I'll use an example. We find that there's a lot of product coming out of Europe. Mm. Um, there's always been a lot of product in the U.S., but you look at the guys like Rencore and Acceleratio and um, ShortPoint, a lot of innovative stuff is coming out of there. Mm-hmm. My question is, from a user perspective, are you finding users easier in the U.S. because mm-hmm. they've been working with stuff? They're more acclimatized the way products work compared to Europe, compared to South Africa, maturity-wise. Mm-hmm. I mean, companies won't just go out and say, okay, we're going to go buy a product because we, w- we know what a product does.
2: Mm-hmm. I guess I would say, well, so for our products, we offer a free trial of everything, yes. so a free 14-day trial. And very often, when once some power users get their hands on it and they see how easy it is and how it solves their business problems, I mean, that's really the, the point. If somebody can see and they can prove to their management, which I don't know yet how that differs necessarily between country from country to country, but if they can prove that that's got business value because they can more easily solve their problems than outsourcing it to some developer or, or doing something in-house, then then it's an easy sell because they're not that expensive, really. <laughs> okay. Um, but I guess I would say, I mean, we do have uh, the majority of our customers are in the U.S., but we do have customers worldwide all right. for all of our tools.
1: So away to from yeah, uh,
2: back to the U.S. to uh, meet my granddaughter.
1: Okay, that's correct. So we do we travel to Cape Town for ship on Saturday. Yes. And then you're doing George and P as part yes. of the road trip. Yes, can't and wait. And then finishing off in uh, – are you jumping off the bridge, the Blochland Bridge?
2: That's as yet undetermined. It might depend on how I feel the day before.
1: Because you have to book up front, by the way. <laughs> yeah,
2: I know. Well, I, that's what we were going to find out how long ahead you had to when, – when I have to decide okay.
1: by. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've got a week, and I don't think it's going to be fully booked by the time we get there. Okay. All right, so if people want to get hold of you um, on the on the Twitterverse and the interwebs.
2: I am Sandy U on Twitter, and I've been there for quite a long time, so I got a good name. <laughs> um, I don't really do LinkedIn. If people send me messages on there, I yeah, often I don't, don't, I see, don't them see them for either. months. Sandy Com is my website.
1: Your blogger race. Yes.
2: Um, I'm afraid that has languished a bit <laughs> but uh so mostly twitter i guess I okay would say.
1: great well thank you sandy for your sure, time you're welcome. Um, thank we you. appreciate the fact that you've traveled so far <laughs> although i think it's just one of those check it's an excuse no, it's no, an excuse no, no.
2: no i wanted actually i wanted to come to south africa this time of year anyway it was on my list because uh, i had heard from travel shows and things that this oh, was a nice right, time yeah. of year to come no
1: we had the giraffes when you got here and, the
2: lions. <laughs> <laughs> um, and plus i have friends here. <laughs> But uh, so then it was an excuse. The SharePoint Saturdays made it an excuse.
1: Okay. Well, thanks a lot for your time sure. and we'll chat to you soon. Okay. Great. See ya. Sweet. So, Rod, um, how did you enjoy the chat with Sandy? Oh, it was fantastic.
0: Your, uh, <laughs> your interview skills keep getting better and better.
1: Yeah, I've have got a I've got a face for radio. Thankfully, you also have a voice for radio. <laughs> Okay, so I think it's our other segment, our usual weekly segment, In the News. In the News. Ta-ta-ta-ta. I must come up with a jingle or something for that. Yeah, that'll be great. So uh, what's what's happening in the news on your side before I ramble incoherently on for about five minutes? Um, well,
0: I must say I have finally licked hybrid search. I've been working on it for a while and it's been getting close and close and... Managed to get it working on dev environments and uh, local VMs and all that sort of lovely stuff. But actually getting it working in a production environment has been irritatingly
1: elusive. And So d- did you use just scripts or did you use the Neil Hodgkinson GUI that you built? I
0: have just been using the scripts. Oh, that is hardcore, man. Next time, I will certainly try the GUI. <laughs> um, But yes, it's up and running and in production this weekend.
1: And that was the session you did at Chip and Saturday, Joe? It was, yes. How was the sacrificial
0: chickens? Um, They were good. Thankfully, um, I pre-recorded it.
1: I pre-recorded
0: my session. Because when you're doing the hybrid search, there's a couple times where you're hooking up to Office 365 that you have to wait. And the wait can be anywhere between like 5 and 20 minutes. Yeah. depending on speed and how Office six five's feeling. I wasn't going to have the people coming to yeah. my session sit there and twiddle their thumbs for 20 minutes. So yeah, I, I, I had
1: that. I clicked the index button and then nothing worked. Yeah. <laughs> it, st- it worked 35 minutes after my session ended. Of course it did. We believe you, Al. <laughs> yeah, come on. All right, yes. On the topic of SharePoint Saturday, Joe Book. it's not your first SharePoint Saturday, is it, Rod? No, my first is a speaker. Okay. All right and how was the the experience the overall experience I mean you've been to the speaker dinner, uh, there was some swag. Uh, did you enjoy it? I mean, we always want to keep our speakers happy
0: oh yeah it was it was fantastic. Everybody who came to my session was super engaged and happy even after a big lunch, which was awesome and yeah, it was great to be able to hang out with all the other speakers, um all incredibly smart people, very engaged, very excited about SharePoint and the industry we're in and it really sort of reinvigorated me as as a consultant, which was fantastic
1: yeah, well, you've got a great stage persona which you don't use often, and um we've been having these discussions for the last two years, and I'm glad to see that you've actually uh, gotten out of your 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 cocoon and actually spreading the joy of SharePoint with other people because you yeah, you've got quite an in depth knowledge of how the nuts and bolts work which we don't actually have in the industry right now oh. Thank you, Al. Pleasure, man. And All right, so, yeah. say so what? How how was your SharePoint Saturday experience? Uh, phenomenal. I don't know actually what happened or what has happened in the last 18 months in the Microsoft community. We saw it with SQL Saturday Johannesburg and Cape Town record numbers. It was fascinating. The, the fact that they had over 50% new attendees. This year for SharePoint Saturday Johannesburg, I manually counted 329 delegates through the door. That excludes the speakers and the sponsors, so we're just under 400. A total of 510 unique registrations with a total head count of 543 on the Eventbrite site. So we were blown and bowled over by the amount of delegates. Also record sponsorship, 14 headline sponsors with three Lightning Talk sponsors, uh, which has brought... Uh, the podcasting stuff to SharePoint Saturday, so we're very thankful to ShortPoint, uh, Rencore, and Acceleratio. Um, so we're very excited about that that stuff. The Lightning Talks were also awesome because they had a focus on product, and people were very excited about that. Sponsors had a great day. We were giving away 127 liters of beer on the day, and Mint brought in some some cocktails. So overall, the food was great. The venue was awesome. We had packed rooms all the way through when I did the closing, we had a 100-seater room right at the end, and there were about 40 people standing inside and outside of the auditorium. So it's great to see that people actually stuck around to the end. Well, might have been that uh, they wanted to win the 55-inch TV, which we gave away. That and might have had great something th- to do with it. Yeah, and that's the great thing. The more sponsorship we get, the bigger prizes we can do, the better speaker dinners, the better swag, the better everything. So we rely heavily on sponsorships so that we can carry this trend through. And on that note, going down to Cape Town for SharePoint Saturday, Cape Town on the 22nd, and we'll be giving away another 55-inch LG smart TV. Very excited about it. tech. Pretty, I can't win that one. Yeah, we're hoping that the numbers actually pop go up this, this week. You know, Cape Town's always slow at registration, so we're sitting at about 300 registrations, and our drop-off is always about 10%, so guaranteed 250 through the door, but we'd like those registrations to get closer to 400, maybe even 450, and get over 300 through the door, which we've had before. So that's point Saturday, Cape Town on the 22nd at Sunlum Head Office in Belleville. Everyone should know where that is. Before that, however, we've got two additional conferences happening in next week on the 19th which is Wednesday the 19th of October we've got a first of its kind the AWS Azure uh, get I'm not joking here it is Amazon Web Services and Azure in the same room so it's the AWS azure data platform summit at microsoft we've got six speakers including myself talking about sharing workloads between aws and azure it's never been done before there's no heckling we are not positioning azure against aws we're actually showing in my session i'll be doing a stretched farm across data centers one in azure one in aws we've got that with exchange active directory we've got sql we've got the amazon guy uh, the Amazonian coming, flying in Zlatan Zunich, and he'll probably shout at me because I couldn't get his name right and I've known him forever, one of my best mates. Coming out from California from a dev ops architect perspective to share a wealth of knowledge with us around Amazon and what they're doing on the web services side. Coincidentally enough, AWS was actually started by South Africans in Cape Town. Very cool. Yeah, and then the next day, 20th of October at 15 on Orange, the hotel African pride 15 on orange Metalogics is hosting their world renowned roadshow and I'll be doing the keynote on office 365 disruption and uh, it's disrupting the digital economy when it comes to moving people to the to the cloud and we've got a host of MVP speaking on the day uh, there's Gokin coming out from well he's a strange one so I think he's Belgium but I don't know where in the world he's somewhere in Europe so he runs, I think he operates out of Paris, possibly. Uh, I met him in Paris. He looks after a ship on Saturday Paris. He's coming out. And we've got Tracy van Schaaf, who is the newly awarded Office 365 MVP, also presenting on the day with a couple of Metalogix guys. So all very amped to do that with Microsoft. Congratulations to Tracy. Yeah. Very are, cool. That's very cool. GT Consult actually spearheaded the Metalogix and engagements in South Africa because they've done the roadshow across the world. They've done it in the U.S., I attended the one in Paris, so they've done it through Europe. And GT convinced them to actually bring it to South Africa. So we've got that happening on the 20th of October at f- well, 15 on Orange at 15 on Orange in Cape Town. And then they're flying after SharePoint Saturday to Johannesburg. And they'll be having it at Microsoft in Bryanston on the 24th, Monday, the 24th of October at Microsoft in Bryanston. Yeah, I'll definitely be at that. Yeah, and then moving on after SharePoint Saturday. We take five international speakers and four locals and we put them in a 12-seater bus and we drive up the coast to go spread the wealth and the gospel of SharePoint to the community in George on the 24th and to Port Elizabeth on the 26th. We're very excited to do that. that has been a topic of debate and discussion since 2012. We're sharing the Point Africa tour. And we've been asked repeatedly by communities in George and in Port Elizabeth to come and bring a mini SharePoint Saturday. So if we get more than 20 people through the door, next year we'll add George and Port Elizabeth as official SharePoint Saturdays on a Saturday to the official tour, which will now move to five weeks instead of three weekends.
0: That'd be really
1: cool. Yeah, and last but not least, we end the SharePoint, uh, SharePoint Saturday South Africa tour in Durban for on Saturday, Durban, hosted at Varsity College in Westville. It's the third year we've we've had it there. We've now had to request larger premises or larger rooms, because last year the keynote room seated 80 and we had 140-odd people through the door. So we've got bigger rooms this year in Durban. Always good to go up to Durbs, to, sl- to Schlanger. We normally stay in Hillcrest uh, because Brad likes and he lives in Hillcrest, so it's always pretty up there. Uh, I think we're staying, I think we've booked into quite a Lani, well not a Lani, it's just in the Highlands there, so you've got to, you overlook like a very mountainous region, which is actually quite cool, and the road trip is brought to you by Microsoft, and a little bit of point in there as well, so we're very excited, Microsoft's come full steam ahead to support the community, it's great to see that Microsoft's giving back to the community in the most amazingly possible way. So they're actually funding the trip from Cape Town all the way to Durban with Avpoint throwing in the 12 seater bus. Yeah, big ups to both Microsoft and Avpoint. That's fantastic. Yeah, we're super stoked. I think it's also because Jeff, oh, by the way, Jeff Tepper retweeted some of our tweets and uh, sent us. Uh, best regards for SharePoint Saturday, Joburg. So we have Seattle visibility on what's happening to the SharePoint community in South Africa. That's a lot of power there. Yeah, and that's super cool. A, yeah, the godfather of SharePoint is following us on Twitter. Yeah, a little bit of fanboy thing going on right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I did squeak quite a bit when that came through. <laughs> Last but not least, I want to talk a little bit about, uh, so just to set the scene, uh, we've got various sponsorship levels for SharePoint Saturday. If you take a platinum sponsor, Level, you get given a speaker slot at the event that you're sponsoring. So you can pretty much present on anything you want. The uh, adjudication board, the only thing we really worry about is there's no slander and there's no profanity in the session. That's what we care about. But you can talk about whatever the hell you want.
0: Yeah, it just has to add value for the
1: people, for the attendees. Yeah, so... I was chatting to Brad two days ago, and he said, he, actually, strangely enough, GT Consult forgot to grab their speaker slot for SharePoint Saturday, Johannesburg. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I actually looked at it two days ago and said, well, hold on. Brad wants a speaker slot for Cape Town. Oh, shit, they are actually a platinum sponsor. All right, well, you've got your speaker slot. And he said, any topic? I said, yeah. So GT Consult has gone ahead, and, and Brad's done this before. He's had hackathon sessions um, in Cape Town. So what he does is he breaks SharePoint and he asks the panel or the delegates to come up and say, how can we fix this? The last time he did this, he actually deleted uh, safe control out of the web.config file. Yeah. And Bra- Bradley Chetty at Sunlum actually found that. And I think he won a 1000 rand gift voucher. So so GT this year, Brad says, okay, he wants to do a session. I said, well, submit your session onto uh, SPS events. And obviously, as a platinum sponsor, I'll approve it. <laughs> Get this. So he goes and he says, hackathon. Whoever can beat him like a pen & Teller thing. So if you can fool Brad and fix the environment, he'll offer you a job at Treaty Consult.
0: (laughs) That's pretty good, I suppose.
1: (laughs) Well, it's never been done in the history of SharePoint Saturday across the planet. You guys are delegate to a session and you get offered a job because you've got crazy skills. It completely makes sense. We are struggling in in South Africa to find SharePoint skills. Or decent sharepoint skills because you can go find a guy that was administering um, Moss at some bank for the last five years because they haven't moved on and he thinks he can be a senior consultant. Uh, But you can't find really decent infrastructure architecture skills in the country because we're not producing them. We're not breeding them. Um, And hopefully we can address that sometime next year with the Information Worker Community uh, Mentorship Program, which we're introducing March next year. Um, and we'll talk about that in, in future episodes. I think from our side, that's my news and uh, what's the goings on in the SharePoint community over the next couple of weeks. Anything else from your side, Rod? Um, no, no no other news from my side. All right. So last but not least, the regular week PowerShell guru, Mr. Roderick Modlin, will be introducing us to another One of the 288, I think, PowerShell commandlets for SharePoint.
0: Yes. So I've got a big spreadsheet. I generate a random number. And this week it turned out mount sp content database. Ooh, I've used those. Yes. I think we've, I think every consultant has used this at some point or another. So this is the commandlet that you use to attach a database to a web application. So you obviously need to put in the web application you're putting it to, the content database to attach to it, where that database is, all that sort of stuff. It's a pretty self-explanatory little commandlet. The one thing that everybody should know but might not is this will trigger an upgrade. So if we're moving from 2013 to 2016, for instance, um, and the schema in the database needs to be updated, you can move it across and use the mount-sp-content database, and it will run that upgrade
1: process on it um, by default. Can I add another commandlet that works in conjunction with that one? Oh, of course. Or OK, so if you do the test-sp-content database, it will actually spit out any errors that you might incur when you run the mount-sp-content database. Absolutely. So if, if you're upgrading from 2010 to 2013, And you've got the content DB there. Run that first. It will give you an overview. A lot of times when we do upgrades, we think we have patched enough on it for the upgrade to be successful. So before you run the mount, run the test SSP content database. Uh, Nine out of ten times it will pass. But just to future-proof what you're going to do. Because some content databases take three days to attach because of the size of them. So you don't want to sit there and pull half a production down and give them a degree performance while you run the mount, and then it fails afterwards. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Always run the tests first. Okay. Now, a great one this time. This one, I actually, um, I could understand what it was because there's so many, and um, I think it's a great thing that you're doing going through all of them because by the time you get to the last one, you will not only – improve on your guru's skills when it comes to PowerShell, but you'd be able to verbatim just like rip them out in conversation with someone when they ask you, oh, I've had this problem. And you'll just go sort of computer fashion. Parameter X and done. And then people will look at you strangely, but you will crush them with your PowerShell godliness. Oh, that's certainly the hope.
0: This segment is... I I think it's more for me than the listeners, really, so that I I have a, a deadline I have to hit to look up a new PowerShell commandlet and uh, keep refining my skills.
1: Well, well, just on that, our speaker, this uh, our guest this week, actually commented on the fact that she's learned quite a few things. She was probably our first subscriber on SoundCloud. <laughs> So she's listened to all our podcasts and she was very impressed with the PowerShell stuff. She loves that. So she'll skip to the end just to listen to you ramble on about your PowerShell um, crazy crazies. Ah, Awesome. So you've got one fan already. (laughs) I I hope I can live up to the expectation. (laughs) All right. Uh, Anything else from your side, Rod? No, that's all from me, bro. Is that a wrap? That's a wrap. Okay. So to find us on Twitter, You can hit us up at Two Guys SharePoint. Uh, Wabi Wabi address is two guysandsharepoint.co.za. SoundCloud address is hit soundcloud.com and search for Two Guys in SharePoint. You can also, we'll be broadcasting live from Radionomy, so you can search for us there, Two Guys and SharePoint, and on iTunes, Two Guys and SharePoint.
0: Yes. Al is at Alistair Pugin on Twitter.
1: I'm at oddmodlin. Thank you. Now uh, what's your blog stuff? Sorry? Tell them about so can they find your blog? Yes. I'm at Oddmodlin, So all the details are in your Twitter. Yeah, everything's on my profile. Twitter.
0: That's probably the easiest way to find it. Fantastic.
1: All right. And I'm signing off and I'll be catching you, Rod, from Cape Town soon.
0: Great stuff. We'll chat to you from Cape Town next week. Fantastic. Just Jez. Thanks everybody for listening. See you next week. Ciao. Bye bye.